0: Shiny, awesome. It's cool. It's a piece Good. of hardware I can give my baby boy.
1: <inaudible> you know, absolutely. Hold on, I'm talking, brother. 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 Hello and welcome back to Hold On, I'm talking, brother. My name is Joe Greenwood, and you are listening to our UFC 271 preview of Israel Adassania versus Robert Whitaker 2. For the middleweight title, excuse me there. As per usual, I'm joined by my regular co-host, Tom Ballum. Tom, how are you today? Uh,
0: The sun is shining, Joe, and looking forward to this main event, um, highly anticipated for me, featuring two of the best fighters in the
1: UFC. Um, Can't wait to get into it with you. Yes, indeed. This is going to be a stonking main event. And let's just say, a pretty good main card. I think there is uh, a lot of good stuff here. Pretty good, Joe, yeah.
0: Um, We should let the listeners know that, uh, actually, we did meet yesterday to talk about the card. But such is our dedication, uh, we've come back for a second version because now there's been a change on the card, Joe. There has indeed. And um, Hernandez
1: have been promoted in place of... Kyla uh, Phillips and Rochel. Yes, uh, a much more intriguing matchup, I, I, I believe, anyway. Um, I think uh, we both came to the conclusion that Phillips would have uh, finished Rojo quite easily. Uh, it did feel a bit like a, a can-crusher sort of opportunity for Phillips. But we'll get to this card in just a moment. But first, let's break down some of the recent uh, news and events in uh, the world of MMA. Last week's Fight uh, Night card, which was main evented by Sean Strickland and Jack Hermanson, uh, Strickland winning by a decision, a somewhat boring decision, uh, shall we say, Tom? Uh, what did what did you make of this uh, fight?
0: I think it's hard to argue with the conclusion you've given us there, Joe. Um, it was a fairly regulation win for Strickland, and short of some of the things that some people find interesting about watching him, <laughs> mm. uh, you know, there wasn't so much talking, there wasn't so much uh, forward pressure and violence. Uh, of course, he fought off a, off his jab and mm. was was quite comfortable in beating Hermanson, but nothing really to underline that performance. I mean, Joe, did anything stand out for you in that fight? Not really. It,
1: it, it, one moment, one one standout moment of that fight. One
0: moment from the fight.
1: Uh, not really. I I think the cumulative uh, effect of that fight that I saw was basically see the. The confidence uh, seeping from Jack Hermanson as um, as he's unable to uh, get a takedown, which is it's kind of kind of interesting to think about when you when it comes to Hermanson that he has got such a one dimensional game when you really think about it that he's got to the ranking that he has at middleweight. Maybe that suggests something about that division, but yeah, there was no real standout moment apart from just the sense of bit of a shoulder shrug sort of. Uh, main event and one that i'm not particularly excited in seeing strickland fight again um even though he is moving up the rankings and there is a clear next fight for him um i'm not particularly intrigued to watch him again i think um i think some people have really cottoned on this in the last week though but like his whole whole sort of like i'm a crazy man who wants to kill people in the cage thing doesn't really match up with the style which is very much a uh you know, soft, uh, soft punching as, as soft as a punch can be in the UFC, and you know, flappy hands and uh, moving out the way. Um, well, th- ma- many a career has been built off those uh, those soft,
0: powder puff hands. I remember Joe Calzaghi, a great great boxer of yes. ours, uh, was was labelled with the same the same criticism, uh, but a beautiful boxer he was, and for the UFC, you know. It has to be said that Strickland is a solid striker fighting off a good jab and actually now on to a six-fight streak. So Joe, yeah. like it or not, he is he is getting closer to a title shot. What do you see next for,
1: for Sean Strickland? Uh, I think Marvin Vittori is the obvious one. Uh, I think the trash talk will probably be the highlight of that fight <laughs> and the lead-up to it. And then I would honestly expect Vittori to win that fight, uh, to be honest with you yeah that's not an official joe uh,
0: prediction i'm sure if no, that fight no. does materialize we'll we'll get into it but uh but yeah that would be my inclination as well um that that is a bit of a line to cross to cross the vittori river yes it can't be bridged easily with that huge huge back <laughs> no. and square skull of his
1: yeah and, and um powder, gran-
0: powder puff punching ain't gonna do it
1: yeah that granite like chin that he's got i just i see it being able to sort of eat strickland's punches uh for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so, uh, wouldn't be, uh, too worried for Vittori in that regard, but also on that card, we must talk about, uh, Savkat Rachmanov uh, really sort of announcing himself in a way with a, um, heel kick finish followed up by some, uh, disgusting ground and pound, uh, punches from, standing punches down, um, onto, uh, Whoever the hell he uh, he peed last week, I forgot the guy's name. But um, no. <laughs> into the history books, Carlston Harris.
0: Carlston uh, Harris, that was it. Yeah, yes. he he is. Uh, yeah, he's been a mark for a man who's now fifteen and zero, three three and zero in the UFC, and really going from strength to strength. Um, I noticed, um, I think Rachmanov in his debut uh, against Alex Oliveira. Yes, the hat. You know, <laughs> a man who wears a hat like that with such confidence, it's yeah. not a
1: parody. It's not a joke. No. The man's for real. Yeah, I think, uh, as has now been identified, the, the hat, if you have a hat like that with any sort of animal, made of any kind of animal, and an Abraham Lincoln beard, you are not to be messed with. <laughs> you cross the street to avoid that fella because yeah. he,
0: he's, he's been to places you can't possibly imagine. Exactly.
1: And also, um, onwards some, and upwards, Rachmanov. Yeah, and also nice to have a, a Central Asian fighter in the uh, UFC that is of quite a standing. To be honest, this this guy, I think, is he's the real McCoy, and I'm looking forward to his next fight, which, by the looks of it, could be Michelle Pereira, um, which will be uh, exciting to see. Uh, Rachmanov coming out of the steps,
0: Joe. He is uh, he's is the it's um how how do we put this? It's the it's the the old world—we're so protected. Everything's great. We think we're at the pinnacle of technology. Probably Pereira feels pretty secure. Yeah, but just across the steps,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's this the growing power. Yeah, this this animal waiting for him. It, I just, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't back uh, Pereira in that fight uh, personally. So two bold predictions uh, coming from me already on this uh, on this episode. Um, Shall we briefly touch on Francis Ngannou? We haven't spoken since the last uh, pay- preview, I should say, which is of Garnu versus Ghan. And uh, Francis Ngannou sticking it to the man, beating Dana White in the UFC. Although apparently there have been some talks between the two, so i will have to wait and see what happens. I will predict that Francis Ngannou will not fight in the UFC again. That is my main prediction. Unless they can come to terms and accept him going into boxing, which might be a bit difficult considering how they, how often they want their champions to fight. Realistically, I think that would take Ngarnu out for a year at a time, pretty much. We might get one defence per year of Ngannou uh, as, a, as a heavyweight champion, or for as long as he is the heavyweight champion. Uh, I don't know about you, Tom, about how it feels with uh, Francis Ngannou. How the seas have changed. How do you feel about Francis fighting in the UFC again? Are you confident it happens this year or next year? Well, before
0: I get on to that, Joe, I, I'm sorry, but I can't. I can't just rush over mm. um, Francis' performance of course, so yes. quickly, um, because uh, for me, it was actually quite a powerful uh, moment, especially uh, when it emerged afterwards that he was covering, carrying uh, quite severe knee injury going into the fight. Yes. Um, now. I will tell you, Joe, uh, I think much, much, much as you, I, I really appreciate uh, athletes at the top of their game, like determined, risk taking, confident, uh, disciplined, extreme in in their athletic ability, whatever it may be, like the extremes that you get in sports. And uh, from time to time, those, those narratives they can, they can really move me, actually, on, a, on an emotional level. And I, and I felt that in this fight. Because wow. uh, Francis, he was going in there. Um, as you say, he was fighting the, the organization. He was fighting uh, the UFC for what he believes is his right, his short career as a fighter, not just to get paid, but to achieve his dreams in the sport. Mm. He's been a model star uh, for the UFC, an absolute revelation in the heavyweight division. Mm. Of course, the most thunderous power that we've ever seen in the division. Yeah, um, a guy that really, you know, blows you away and
1: mm.
0: blows his opponents away <laughs> in yes. equal measure. Um, and yeah, he was going in there as the underdog, and yeah. he was going in against uh, the the next generation, already passing him by. Someone who can move so fast, someone who trained with his old coach, someone who. Uh, was going to sweep him away. Was it three weeks before the fight and Garnu blew his knee?
1: Yeah, torn ACL three weeks before the fight. Uh, any other athlete in any other sport probably would have pulled out of uh, their upcoming uh, uh, event or fight or whatever it is that they were going into. Uh, extremely debilitating uh, injury. And um, Garnou went in there and let's be honest, lost the first two rounds. Two nil down and he turns into a division 1 wrestler and starts out grappling gun i mean it, the turning point was when gun threw a high kick which by the way it was kind of mad that gun yes, no point at no point went to the knees and then threw a high kick caught it and then delivered a classic power slam <laughs> straight <laughs> out of 1994 wcw it was quite something That was ama- that was
0: amazing amazing yeah. moment when uh, when he caught that kick huge slam and wow did the momentum change yeah um you could hear it in the commentators they couldn't believe what they were seeing
1: yeah
0: a certain dc was uh he was taken aback he was scared yes there was fear in his voice and the iconic line of uh, oh my god francis is doing jujitsu <laughs> Francis knows jiu-jitsu, yeah. you know, like the Terminator yeah. learning a new trick. Indeed. Um, that was a beautiful moment. And when we found out earlier everything that Francis has been going through, I think that
1: was a, just a huge moment. Um, Indeed. The moment of the year, of course. I um, mean, there was, the an, there was an amazing moment in the fifth round where Francis is on his back and guns on top of him. And it was the classic thing of like, oh, is this guy just going to accept? He swept him. He swept him and he got his... And then Garn went for that heel hook, which now many people have criticised him for. People have criticised him for that, and I actually don't blame him for doing that. He was in a compromised position, and he had to go for something in that moment. And I actually think he made the right choice, to be honest. In that moment, that was the right choice. It was just poorly executed. Because, you know what? It's the fifth round of a heavyweight title fight. The man is exhausted. The man is battered and bruised. He's carrying injuries into this fight, undoubtedly. And he had to go for something in that moment, and it didn't work. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't be written off for that, in my mind. Well, this is this is just
0: it. This is what's great about appreciating uh, Francis's moment here is that I do not think this is going to affect Garn in the long run. Garn is a man that is easy to get behind. Yeah, um, a great fighter, and by all accounts, a nice a nice man. A good character to have at the top of the heavyweight division. For sure. He's not going anywhere, um, and so we can really enjoy. Francis and what he's achieved there. I do think he will fight in the UFC again. I do. Um, Maybe not this year, I, but some point. Well, of course, the surgery on that knee uh, does leave some, some questions. Mm. The boxing, how that might be implemented is also another
1: tricky obstacle to come over. Yeah. But
0: I think Francis gambled and he won.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, a rare sight to see in the UFC and something that we should praise him for eternally. Um. yeah can't, can't, UFC 271 Joe let's get into it no, no, see no. you're itching no there's one more piece of n- news that I need to drop on you that you do not know about so next Oof. next week's fight I... night was supposed to be RDA versus Rafael Faziv. a fight that we're immensely excited for that fight has now been pushed back because Fazeev's uh, visa had some issues to UFC 272 in which Tom it will serve as the co-main event and will still be five rounds Wow. Ju- juicing. Juicing
0: two seven two. Uh, uh, interesting. You know, we. I, I, this is something that's been discussed before in the UFC, whether they should let more fights be five rounds. Yeah. Um, especially
1: when they're high profile matchups like that. Potential contender matches as well, which I don't know. Would you consider this a contender match, potentially RDA versus Fiziv? Or are they maybe one or two fights away, even uh, with a win?
0: RDA is a career away for me. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, Joe. He's been he's he's been found wanting, unfortunately. He's okay. been put in there with the top. He's had some ter- hard matchups. Yeah. He's held his own, largely, but uh, t- just too many losses in recent
1: memory. Fair enough. Me. And, uh, and for is probably maybe a win or two away as well. But, yeah, but he's he's going the right way basically, and uh, it'd be interesting to see how they handle this moment as well because that's going to be the co-main to, Covington Masvidal, which will potentially be one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year for the UFC. So. Uh, that will indeed be exciting. We'll break that down, though, in a few weeks' time. But first, let's get to this UFC, UFC excuse me, 271, Adesanya versus Whitaker 2. We will get to that main event soon. But first, let's start off with the curtain jerker. First fight on the main card, Bobby Green versus Nasrat Hakparast. Uh, Hakparast's most recent outing was a decision lost to Dan Hooker, in which Hooker outgrappled him, basically took him down at will, and sort of controlled him on the ground. Bobby Green, his most recent win, was a uh, knockout. His first knockout in how many years? Uh, Over Al Iaquinta. Uh, I believe it was something like eight years, his last knockout. so A great moment. Oh, sorry, Joe. Yeah, for sure Uh... a great moment, because uh, Bobby Green, uh, for a lot of people, was the um, fighter of the... Uh, initial COVID, of COVID, COVID stars COVID stars, yes, yes that's the best way of putting it uh, along with uh, Kevin Holland uh, as well just out there constantly fighting and putting on great performances to be honest uh, I was really impressed with him in the last year or so
0: yes um, yes, I mean not to detract from Bobby but I, I don't think uh, I'll, I can still look back on that fight with, with fondness well he's retired now isn't he it, it, quite yeah, yeah. and uh, and and probably rightly so that was not a great outing for al and i think he's probably not really been in the sport now for a little a little while yeah. he's had his head
1: elsewhere
0: but nonetheless a great moment for bobby and his hands down trash talking style how do you not um, love
1: that how do you not love that that's just be Be interesting do you see him getting something out of uh out of nasrat you think they'll have a bit of back and forth a bit of patter i i doubt it nasrat seems very meat and potatoes with his uh, approach to approach this i think it's going to be all on bobby green for the uh at least for the trash talking element of it um how do you because we know what bobby green brings to this he's got the low hands he's got the shoulder rolls really sharp boxing really really sharp boxing What do you think Hack Price brings to this to potentially trouble Green? Because I'm struggling to see much in the way that he can really put it on him, particularly on the feet.
0: Well, unlike Bobby Green, I see Hack Price much as a kind of jack of all trades, uh, but unfortunately the master of none. Mm. So if that is to be the case, then I would imagine Hack Price will want to mix in some grappling, some takedowns uh, where possible. The problem for him is in his last outing against a striker um against a good better striker than him, he, he ended up getting out grappled. That mm. uh, against Dan Hooker, so that a little bit ominous there for for Nazrat.
1: Yeah, he's um as, as much as I think he's a good fighter, there's just not enough there for me as a as a lightweight, particularly in that division which is uh deep dark waters that uh only the best reached the top of and uh, to be honest he's not that for me and neither is Bobby Green but he's a much more sort of entertaining fighter I mean particularly if you think about that Fazeev fight where um third round really put it on Fazeev really really put it on him and I know some people actually scored the scored it for him I know he uh, initially they had it on the stats that he outstruck Fazeev in all three rounds but obviously it was the quality of Fazev striking that uh got him that win uh, and rightfully so in my mind but yeah, I, I'm sort of struggling to see uh, how Hack Press sort of uh, uh, gets a victory here, apart from taking Bobby Green down, which uh, is, again, much easier said than done, personally. Um, Tom, do you want to lay out a prediction for us? Do you want to give us the uh, the prediction? Oh, Tom, I've made a mistake as well. Bugger. <laughs> <laughs> I, Tell um, me, Joe. I forgot to lay out the predictions, which is that me and Tom will make a prediction. And if we get the fighter correct, we get one point, And if we get the method correct, two points. Tom, what is... Who is going to win and what is going to be the method for this fight of bobby green versus Hack Hakparast? yeah so just
0: yeah well joe worry not um so we're clear listeners joe and i will make our predictions and as joe says there um first of all you've got to pick the winner you pick up a point for that i've picked up a few points in that fashion myself and then you get get to double up on those points if you get the method of victory correct mm uh unfortunately we have no champ at the moment uh, because, what uh,
1: no <laughs> because
0: i i won it the was last just
1: <laughs> i won the last well, time
0: uh, it's in it's in arbitration the last one <laughs> uh, but for now we make uh we move on the interim belt can can hang out there but we get on to the, the champ <laughs> we get on to the championship now guys and um yeah really 10 points up for grabs bobby and... green has hack press lay it on me what have you got I uh, we've already kind of we've already kind of hinted at where we're going with this. Yeah. Normally Joe and I we don't know what each other predicted, but as I say, uh, this is our second version. <laughs> <laughs> we've already spilled the beans and we can't back out We're wow. Really pulling I, the curtain back here. Well, that's it. A look inside uh for the for the Patreon boys maybe Mm. But um, I went for Bobby Green by decision. The the reason I chose that is that Hack Paras, when he's encountered this tougher opposition, when he's fought you know, Drew Dober, when he's fought Dan Hooker, he has been found wanting. And I think Bobby Green is just about in that same kind of calibre that, that Hack Paras is it's going to be a challenge for him.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't think Hack Paras is going to be able to beat him on the feet, and I struggle to see how he's going to take him down. I don't think Green really has the... I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to, to pick the classic Bobby Green by decision. It's um. I, if yeah, I just I just don't see how Hack Pressed really gets it done. To be honest with you, and uh, it's it, struggling to see where his career goes in the UFC as well. Not to get too deep into his uh, motivations.
0: Tw- you're tw- twenty-six
1: and you're on the heap. A little bit, like. You have to be a life have, comes fast. You have to be a really good twenty six to make it in the lightweight division, man. Like we're talking, like this is this is a tough division, and I just don't see it working for him there personally. I, again, as we said, he got outgrappled by Dan Hooker, who is ostensibly a striker. Um, let's move on. Alexander Hernandez versus Renato Moicano. This fight had been brumpt up from the early prelims, not even the prelims, the early prelims, up to the main card um, for reasons that are actually unclear uh, to me, anyway uh bumping down kind of flips versus Marcelo Rojo. Uh Anthony Hernandez, um shall I shall I speak on Hernandez a little bit on his sort of career and his um what he offers uh well, as just a fighter?
0: A, just a quick mention there that I did actually uh in my communication with the USC I explained that you and I we had a tie break situation, a rare one off event where we had picked all the same fighters and, and what do you know? They came up, they produced, and they bumped this up to the main card. I don't know what you're going to go for here, Joe. This is a big moment for us.
1: <laughs> right. All right, let me talk about Anthony Hernandez a little bit. So he uh, was once known as the Great, Alexander, referencing Alexander, obviously the Great, and has now uh, changed his name to, get this, Tom, the Great Ape. I wonder if he's uh, been investing in some NFTs. Um, I hope not. Um, anyway, uh, Hernandez, I think you'd probably agree with me with this, he is, um, a nippy fighter, I'll, I'll describe him as it, based his, uh, most of his offense based on movement and speed, in and out sort of movement, wide sort of karate stance, he's got solid hands, but sort of like leaves himself open to counters, I've sort of found this from my uh, research, that he tends to enjoy, uh, admiring his work, uh, and sort of leaves him there to be countered quite easily, and, um, Often also found that his jab was actually mostly used to just, like, cover the distance, and tends to work mostly behind kicks to the body, either sort of a, a left uh, lead kick to the body or the sort of power right coming in to sort of close the distance there so that the uh, obviously opponent puts their hands down and that he can sort of go to the head from there. Uh, he's also got quite good wrestling um, as well, although I feel like in this fight here he's going to use that mostly a defensive sort of... Uh, uh, Way because I think Moicano probably has an advantage over him on the ground, but yeah, I think he does leave himself open to counters either because he does keep his hands low as well. Um, so he can get caught that way. Uh, however, um, he has had two finishes uh recently, Uh, however, they were over uh Chris uh, Grootsemacher and uh Mike Breeden. Mike Breeden, who was making his UFC debut there on short notice um yeah send him back to the regionals and um i think really this is a case of the ufc liking him and wanting to sort of juice up his record a little bit and give him a little bit of a give him a little bit of confidence back before heading into a much difficult much more difficult fight against henata moicano yeah that's a great
0: summary there joe um uh hernandez of course he was a very promising young fighter mm. um 10 and 1 in the UFC in 2018, and looking like a world beater, really. He had knocked out Benil Dariush, who's gone on to bigger things since then. Mm. uh, Came up against an old, retiring, reclusive cowboy, washed up, on the heap, ready to just blow through him. And he said as much, Joe. Yeah. Uh, We were, two of us, we were watching a great clip uh, that's out there of the trash talk from Hernandez. Going into the fight, which was not respectful, might I say.
1: Uh, <laughs> there wasn't much humility, no.
0: And he proceeds to get absolutely taken apart, demolished, head kicked, and then finished by uh,
1: day dead di- cowboy by day drinking Donald, as he put him. Yeah, he got he got day he got, drinking Don- he got, Donald. He got yeah. proper molly wopped, didn't he? It, it wasn't it wasn't particularly close uh, for him in the in that fight, and it was Joe, a bit of Joe, an embarrassment.
0: What is- it, it, what it was was fantastic. Oh um, yeah, yeah, it, it's just beautiful moment, um, and it's not really been the same since. No, for Hernandez, uh, kind of won one, lost one, got TKO by Drew Doba. Yeah, so a middling record uh, since that fight. Moicano much of the same. Um, if you allow me just a second, I'd like to highlight a few things about Renato. Um, he was going into a fight following, sorry, following fight with Calvin Cater, another man who's gone on to do good things since, uh, he, where he was able to beat Cater, outstrike him, and and win. Mm. Uh, he was described by a certain Jack Slack, um, who we're big admirers of on, on this pod, as a boy um, because of his striking striking variety, Yes, um, his kicking game. And diversity of attack. He was able to mix in also submissions and a good ground game, as, as you uh, referenced. However, uh, Renato, not the disrespectful type, um, but met a legend of his own in Jose Aldo, mm. and, and, he, and he took a big, big beating there. Mm. Um, and his star has since fallen as well, uh, KO'd by Fiziv we referenced uh
1: that was a uh, got caught with a right and um zombie as well
0: yeah a zombie lost in the first round there and this is a, a uh, featherweight
1: as well these these the aldo and the zombie loss
0: that's right yeah that's right Joe. so question marks there he does have a couple of wins recently um two
1: rear naked chokes um put a face to this name jai herbert that's the guy who um Trinaldo knocked out, and uh, Dan lost Dan Hardy's job in the UFC when he yelled uh, "Stop the fight" because Herb just wanted to see Herbert get a couple more, uh, take a couple more shots. Maybe he insulted his wife uh, before the fight. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so not quite a uh, landmark kind of uh, victory for Mike Arno. Mm. Um So it's really a question of which one of these can can kind of get a bit of positive momentum going back, heading back up the division. Mm. Can you, uh, can you give us your prediction,
1: Chuck? I, I'm going to give you my prediction. Uh, when I was looking at this, I was looking at a couple of things. I was looking at how they lost their fights. Uh, it was a, was a big thing for me, and they kind of lost in similar fashion. Uh, to be honest, you know, it was the Hernandez loss to Drew Dober was, I mean, it was pretty, uh, pretty. Con- uh, how do I even just? comprehensive comprehensive. that's what I'm looking for you know knocked out on his feet against Dober but Dober is a a heavy hitter Um, I've gone for uh, I've gone for uh, Hernandez by decision uh, based purely on the fact that I actually find Moicano to be a smidge too sharp worn and I feel that Hernandez's uh, defensive wrestling will be able to keep this on the feet He's a lot more active on the feet than uh, Moicano. So if he is being able to stay on the feet, I would go with Hernandez. Although if it does fall to the ground, I feel like uh, Moicano will probably uh, wrap it up uh, fairly quickly, to be honest with you. Uh, That is my prediction. But yeah, Hernandez by decision for me. Okay, interesting,
0: interesting. Um, That is interesting, Joe.
1: Why? What Uh, What have you gone for?
0: Well, this is our moment. Are we going to have something to distinguish us? Joe and I, we often go the same way. Um, yes, swung by the narrative as we are fish in, fish in the ocean um, however in this case I've gone for Moicano Oosh! by what? <laughs> well this was the big question <laughs> by what? because uh, yes Moicano I mean definitely has potential to get caught himself mm. I think for me if uh, if this fight goes to a decision I have Moicano winning it but I, I, I was worried that he could get caught um, mm. by Hernandez on the feet and KO'd, which has happened, you know, as I said, three times in in pretty recent memory. Uh, The way I see this going is really a, I think Moikano will actually be able to neutralize Hernandez on the feet. Mm. Uh, Actually, I think his uh, kicking game will be able to keep uh, Hernandez at a distance that's uncomfortable for him. And I think that will also create openings for the to go to the mat
1: okay
0: nonetheless I did factor in uh, Hernandez's defensive wrestling and his background and he is he's active so I ended up settling on decision for Moicano that's interesting that's
1: interesting I did I was close to going with uh, Moicano myself but yeah I I think that Hernandez's uh, activity is what sort of uh, swung me his way Um, and yeah and just the the manner of Moicano's defeats to smaller men, smaller men in stature as well, like Aldo, Zombie, and Faziv are all shorter than him as well. So, you know, he's getting outstruck and knocked out by men with shorter reaches than him. Surely he should be able to work that advantage. But as you say, the kicking game will be important for him uh, to sort of uh, neutralize uh, Hernandez's movement inwards to him. Anyway, let's talk about a fight that I love. I love this upcoming fight here. Jared, cannoneer, Mister Q on himself versus Derek Cisco Brunson. I love this fight. I love this type of booking of putting two people on, uh, two matchups in the same division with high-ranking guys on the same card. Uh, this right here, of course. Uh, as you... Go on. just to jump in there, Joe. Just yeah,
0: of course, because this is a middleweight fight, third versus fourth. Yeah, with the title on the line in the main event. So. Could Be some nice matchups there in the future, I think, is what you're saying,
1: yeah, for sure. And I think this is uh, definitely a case of who's up next, um, for this, especially if it's Derek Brunson who wins this fight. He's been on a uh, hellacious run recently five wins in a row, uh, in uh, middleweight, uh, against okay, all ranked opponents, if I remember correctly. Um, actually, no, that's not true. Uh, Theodora was not ranked when they fought, but um. Yeah, five fights in a row, but particularly the last three have been the most impressive for Brunson. Uh, Edmund Shabazian, where he... um, How should we put it? R.I.P. R.I.P. R.I.P, Edmund. Yeah, uh, emasculated him uh, in the cage. Uh, Kevin Holland, where he completely dominated and smushed him for uh, 25 minutes, pretty much. And then Darren Till, uh, which was actually kind of the most interesting one because it was the classic Brunson thing of dominating. And then in the third round, he got caught by Till. And he got rocked slightly. And Till went in for the kill. And we've seen this many times with Brunson, getting caught by a striker and then getting finished um, on the feet. But no, grabbed a hold of Till, dragged him to the ground, mounted him, ground and pound, Till turns to his belly and uh, gives up the uh, rear naked choke. And Derek Brunson, 2.0, 3.0, whatever number you want to put next to it, this guy looks a legit contender to me now. And I don't know. Do you? How do you feel about this compared to the Brunson that got finished by Whitaker, that got finished by Adesanya? Is this a new? Well, man? yeah. Is this a new man, or Joe, was he was, facing easier competition? This is just it,
0: isn't it, Joe? I like, I, I really love this uh, redemption. I love a late a late career run. Same, yeah. You know, um, a certain Brazilian comes to mind. Brazilian American now, a light heavyweight who's had a who's had a renaissance. Um, with a game much less diverse than, than Brunson's can be. Yeah. And, you know, Brunson, he's got the hair. He's reinvented himself. I'm all on board. The problem is those two fights you mentioned there, Joe. Um, this really checks one's the speed of the train, shall we say. That's, mm. You've applied the brakes there because those were some humbling knockouts he had to the two men at the top of the, the division. Yeah. Uh, we were debating yesterday which of the two was more comical. <laughs> uh, for for me, it was the Adesanya one, uh, and I think you went for the Whittaker. The one, one that the, the reason I loved, I loved the Adesanya one so much. It was just hilarious how Brunson was just stumbling around in no man's land yeah. in front of the machine gun post, yeah.
1: you know, and uh, just well, it just it got, got humble. Yeah, he. It, he it was, you got humiliated pretty much, yeah. Absolutely humiliated,
0: and bear in mind all the talk, all the questions again about Adesanya's wrestling game. Mm. Um, that was wow, well, he was extinguished there. And this really does make me question the manner of those defeats. You know, mm. it does it, you have to wonder how much value there is to him having another shot.
1: But if he wins this fight. He deserves it for sure. He deserves it for sure. He deserves it. I I go with the Whitaker one because he was literally chasing Whitaker around the cage, looking for a takedown, like he was trying to chase his toddler and pick them up. It was uh, hilarious, and Whitaker just finished him. Uh, again, a first round finish, um, like the Adesanya one. But yeah, just it, it it was it was almost like a cartoon, like how he was chasing Whitaker around the cage, and that's why I thought it was funnier. Um, but he's. Really, I think he has turned it round in a way. But again, like we say in the competition here of Holland, Shabazian and Till is just not Whitaker and Adesanya, is it? This It's not on their level personally. But here's the question now. Is Cannoneer on that level for you, Tom? Because Cannoneer, um his most recent win was uh, that over Kelvin Gastelum. But the fight before that, he lost to Robert Whittaker, um in a- And he lost a lost...
0: In every department of the game, mm. uh, for me, Joe, and it was just a standout, another standout yet still regulation win for Whitaker. Mm. Uh, you know, forgive me for the conflicting meanings there, but that is Whitaker encapsulated in one. He's just such a smart, well-rounded fighter, mm. and f- for me, Cananeo, he, he, he was not, he was nowhere near. Yeah. whilst not being too far away he was nowhere near he
1: did He did catch Whittaker at the very end but people forget now that they, they gave that sort of third round to Caninier but I don't know if you remember at the start of that third round Whittaker hit his uh, patented 1-2 followed by the right high kick that he seems to land on everyone and actually finished uh, led to the finish of Brunson led to the finish of Jacare landed it on Gaston a few times but obviously Gaston's got that big big head of his so he can eat that all day Um, uh, but yeah it sent Cannoneer sprawling uh, pretty much, but Cannoneer may want to say this, he does have hellacious power uh, before the Whitaker loss uh, he used to fight at heavyweight by the way, he came down to light heavyweight um, which uh, he lost to Jan Blachowicz and Dominic Reyes and then moved down yet again to middleweight, beat David Branch uh, beat Anderson Silva with a leg kick uh, for injury and then beat Jack Hermanson again, flying across the cage, before losing to Whitaker. How much credence do you give those three wins before the Whitaker loss?
0: Well, this is just a uh, joke can see me shaking my head <laughs> uh, in, in the in the window here. Uh, what I was saying yesterday on 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 this on this matter is is really, you know, um, the word I used was that I was a bit of a cannonier truther the the wins you've just you've just highlighted to us there were yeah it was a win over anderson silver 40 year old anderson silver am i am i not uh, yeah yeah great unless i'm mistaken and not a, not a peak anderson Silva, not a pre-wideman Anderson Silva. i think
1: it was even a 42 year old anderson silver <laughs> so yeah yeah
0: uh, yeah um and the other two again joe Hermanson. Well, I think we've already dismissed Hermanson earlier in the podcast. I'm not going to weigh on him even more. And then Jackson, David I'm... Branch, I, 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 David Branch, we We had to Google to
1: find out where <laughs> he is now. He's uh, he's fight. He just signed to One FC a couple of weeks ago, and in his most recent uh, MMA fight, lost to uh, the great Alexander Shlemenko um, by guillotine in the first round. Um, yeah, not looking good for, for Mr. Branch there.
0: So, Joe, you know, in light of that, uh, Cannoneer's record was not great at light heavyweight. And he has beaten... He
1: lost to uh, Glover Teixeira as well at uh, light heavyweight. He lost to
0: Jan, he lost to Reyes. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: yeah. You're not uh, impressed, I'm not basically. Really, I'm
0: not, I'm not, I just don't think it, it's quite as it seems, quite as it's built by the UFC. Not to say I'm not intrigued by Canoneer, but in this fight, Joe, I've gone for Brunson by decision.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm totally the same. Derek Brunson by decision for me. Um, I just struggle to see Canoneer being able to keep Brunson off of him when it comes to the wrestling. I think Brunson might be able to neutralise him on the ground. Well, in fact, I think he will be able to neutralise him if it goes there. And I just. I just don't see Cannoneer having the skills and fight IQ of a Whitaker or Adesanya maybe he'll prove us wrong and we'll see something that we didn't expect but from what I've seen of them in the last year 18 months, 2 years I'm going to go with a Derek Brunson by decision um, and just love the narrative love a guy turning it around late in his career for a, a late run uh, very few things I, I appreciate more in uh, Mixed Martial Arts than that um, co-main event time should we talk about that or is there someone else you want to Co- talk no no just all aboard Derek Brunton let's go baby let's go indeed let's co-main go. event uh, Derek Lewis versus Taitui Ivassa, two heavyweights swanging and banging let's put it out there maybe one of the best heavyweight matches you can make right now what do you <laughs> think uh, certainly Joe certainly in terms of
0: entertainment these guys are perfectly matched indeed um yeah, it's been, it's been fun as well. Uh, clearly some mutual respect there mm. going into the fight. And, you know, uh, talking about guys turning a corner, Taito Ivasa, Yeah, this is a test for him now, and he's earned that test. For, I have to say, I'll get it out there now before we have people going through the, uh, through the archives. <laughs> Hold on, I'm talking, brother. Yes, indeed. Um, I, I wrote Taito Iwasa off. Yes. All right. It happened. I dismissed him. <laughs> I'd, he was cut. He was not welcome on the pod. No. And I implied he should find employment elsewhere <laughs> uh, following a, really a, just a shocking display uh, in his home country against Sergei Spivak. Yeah. Uh, where Tsui Vasa really, I mean, he was overcome fairly easily. Mm. Any sight of, gr- of the ground and, uh, you know, it, it, it was it was really done for it was, it was quite humiliating
1: yeah it was um well he st- he joined the UFC when he was 23 and went on a four fight win streak including beating andrey Arlovsky. and then he had a main event against junior dos santos who mounted him and started punching him and tuivasa's response was just to punch upwards in the hope of doing something i don't know there was no movement there to sort of get him uh, get him off the ground then he lost a decision to black Ivanov. No shame in losing to those two in my mind. I think they're too, I mean, JDS was on the downswing, even though a bit middling, but again, it's heavyweight, this, these things happen. But yeah, the Spivak loss I thought was particularly shocking. Again, mounted and was just trying to punch off of his back and just was not not in there at all. Joe, it was, it was egregious, <laughs> it was an egregious loss.
0: Offensive to me as a fan. Yeah, And uh, I thought it was pretty damning for the heavyweight division. Mm. Yeah. But, unfortunately, or fortunately for us now with this matchup, he has started to turn it around.
1: Um, first, knocking out Stefan Struve. I mean, joining the long list of people knocking him out, including a stiff breeze. I mean, it's it's hardly the uh, biggest challenge in the heavyweight division, is it? What about Harry Hunsucker, Jimmy? Followed that with a the TKO there. Yeah, who did Hunsucker recently lose to? Was it Justin Taffer? Uh, which again, I think is again more of an indictment than uh, than anything else. All right then, Joe. What about Greg Hardy? How do you feel about that one? I uh, just greatly enjoyed seeing Greg Hardy get knocked out. That's uh, that's Absolutely. just nothing wrong with that. That was great as <laughs> well because Hardy pointed to the ground, saying, "Let's swing and swing it out." Tyson was like, "All right, let's go for it." Got rocked slightly. Hardy walks in. One, two, bang! Off you go to sleep. Hardy, Hardy, not clean out
0: what we have seen from Ty's career is there are very few heavyweight fighters who should opt to swang and bang with that man <laughs> yes
1: yes and we may actually he may be fighting the one guy who should be maybe this is just it this is just it joe yeah um but
0: really i just have to give a quick mention to that win his last win yes three passes, so that this is four in a row now uh, the one where i really had to uh I had to eat my words and welcome him back into the fold as a, as a favourite in the heavyweight division. Hold on, I'm talking, brother. The yeah. resurrection was really complete when he fought a mixed martial artist, uh, not a former NFL fighter, no, not someone who's tall and been knocked out a lot, but Augusto Sakai, a man who is familiar with jiu-jitsu, a man who is a veteran of the sport and um, you know a very very much a gatekeeper in the heavyweight division yes and ty put it on him Joe.
1: yeah it really did he rocked him at the end of the first uh, and then in the beginning of the second round finished him off um brutally <laughs> again there's there's no easy there's no cruising to a decision with tui vasa it's uh kill or well just kill isn't it it's it's in quite the run recently these, uh, these four wins and now he faces Derek Lewis who apparently accepted this fight whilst out on a piss and uh, was drunk when he said yes to it and uh, fair play to him um, Derek Lewis um, who do you think has more tools to win Derek Lewis or Tai Tuivasa well well, we debated this yesterday Joe and I think what we came to in the end was
0: that um, Tuivasa's got a roll to his rock mm. he swangs and he bangs and Derek Lewis has an overhand right and a switch kick, um,
1: and the switch kick to close the distance, which he showed last time out against Chris Dawkins. Yeah, if if, he, if you're backing up against Lewis, and you see that switch kick coming, start writing your will, brother, because it's it's about to be over. Um, yeah, that was a br- you know what actually that was pretty good fight IQ by Lewis because he was just waiting to try and get in there through the switch kick, which Dawkins wasn't expecting and then just unloaded on him uh, at close range and sent him to sleep. Good good stuff that was, Joe. It was great.
0: Thoroughly enjoyed
1: it. It was great. <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, it, um, I think th- this fight comes down to a simple question. Can the other man... Can Hold on. Can Tui Vassar or Lewis send the other man to sleep? And I'm going to lay my prediction on you, Tom. Give it to me. I think Derek Lewis will send to to sleep maybe not to sleep but i think he will knock him out stroke tko tight to evasa what do you think
0: I, I it's impossible to conclude else uh to reach any other conclusion you yeah. you really you, you know like if your style is based on swanging and balling swanging and banging do not sign to fight
1: with Derek lewis Agreed. don't do it yeah you you're, you're facilitating your own demise really aren't you so uh yeah bit of an odd one to accept it but i do understand why you accept it but a really exciting title fight oh, oh, title fight a really exciting uh, co-main event i should say however if tui Vassa does win this beats the number three ranked eric lewis title fight maybe john jones tui Vassa for the vacant title in couple months' time <laughs>
0: Which does sound like another parody of the sport, with respect to the progress that Tuivasa has made. But uh, uh, I think what what I would like to see, uh, we haven't seen it. The fans deserve it. The sport deserves it. I want to see Derek Lewis fighting Francis Ngarnu for the belt. Yeah.
1: Yes, please. Yeah, that,
0: sign that fight.
1: Yeah, that's that. I'm more intrigued with. I'm slightly over the whole John Jones narrative, and oh, he's moving up to heavyweight, and uh, until I see it, I'm I'm not that interested. And as was mentioned the other day, talk of Kane Velasquez making a return. I don't know if I want to see Kane in there. Like he's be- he was held together by fucking Celotate when he fought in was Like I'm not sure if I want to see him in there against some of these guys. I mean I think he could beat a lot of them, but is he really that hard up for money? I hope not. Um, main event time.
0: Main event time.
1: Israel Osani versus Robert Whitaker two for the middleweight title. About as good a fight as you could make in the UFC right now, uh, particularly in the in terms of title fights for sure. This is the rematch uh, that happened, the first match happening uh, three years ago in Melbourne in front of uh, 65,000 fans, I believe, the UFC's biggest ever crowd. Uh, where Adesanya, I think, put on his best performance to date. This is probably the pinnacle of his career to uh, so far. Uh, you could probably potentially say the Paolo Costa one as well, um, in terms of the quality of the performance. But in terms of the moment of going to Australia, knocking out the hometown hero uh, in such convincing uh, fashion. And Robert Whitaker has said since then that the moment got to him and that he implemented a game plan that he shouldn't have done and uh this time around it's going to be different and i'm actually of the opinion that it will be different not necessarily that the result will be different but i think that this fight will look a lot more different tom how do you well what do you think whitaker should do or needs to do to potentially beat israel Adesanya?
0: well that's a great setup there joe uh Thank you. it was a huge moment it was a huge moment yes and in... Australia, something I will remember and certainly a coming out party for Adesanya. Yes. Uh, And for your good self, it was a crowning moment. You had championed Israel from
1: early on in his UFC career. I did, yes, I did. Um, I picked him after his first fight. I was like, this guy looks legit. And like yourself and many other people, they said like, well, I'll wait till he faces a wrestler. And then he beats Marvin Vittori, beats Brad Tavares it's Derek Brunson, okay right we're starting to get it, and then I think a lot of people turned the corner at the Gastelum fight didn't they, that was the moment where I was like okay, this guy can go to some deep dark places to get it done and he did get it done and then the Whitaker moment was this sort of crowning achievement for him as uh, as mentioned before go on Tom
0: well yeah, just, just to jump in there then so, uh, uh, you know it, it's uh, we've kind of come full circle in that People are now saying to Whitaker that the answer is just just to wrestle him. Yeah, easy, easy. You know? Why didn't Why didn't you do that in the first place? Just wrestle him. Exactly. Um, and you've you've just outlined there how he's dismissed wrestlers with his great movement, his great management of distance, his great timing, his great versatility of, of offense, his fainting, his great counterability, his fainting. Uh, he's made plenty of wrestlers look silly, uh, but specifically Whitaker took issue with people saying that uh, Jan Blachowicz at light heavyweight had laid out a game plan mm. for for others to follow. Um, Whitaker keen to stress that, uh, of course, that Jan's ability to secure those takedowns late on in the fight were built off a strong striking game. Mm. Um, earlier on and he very much caught Adesanya unaware later on shooting um, with the open cage behind Adesanya and kind of ducking under Adesanya's strikes so is it going to be that simple for Whitaker? he just has to get to late late rounds and and take him down out in the open Uh, what I what I was saying yesterday Joe is I I think it all starts um, with how he reaches Adesanya
1: Mm.
0: how he can get Adesanya fighting. How he can get the fight on his own terms. Now, Derek Brunson has shown us previously, and Whitaker himself uh, has shown, you can't just blitz through that open space. Mm. You cannot uh, get past that defense. The risks are too high. Mm. Um, for me, Joe, what Whitaker needs to do, uh, and again, much, much easier to say than to execute on, but he much like... Um, Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz at Bantamweight a few years ago. Cejudo uh, was able to step in. Okay. Cruz then uh, moved out of range, ready for the counter, moved his head back, moved his body back, pivoted on his waist. Uh, but no, because Cejudo would step through and kick the trailing leg as Cruz mm. would try to step out a distance. Um, Cruz then knowing that that that's what Sahuda was going for, wasn't able to uh, use his countering in the same the same way. He had something to think about then. It wasn't as simple as leaning back and, and landing on on um, Suhudo. So it all starts there, really, for Whitaker. What we're saying is he needs to step through into the dangerous space, keeping a high defense, and look to land that kick. The second one would be, of course, landing the, the double jab, to back Adesanya up, to put him near the cage. Once Adesanya's there near that cage, that narrows his opportunities for offense, and Whitaker can then go and try to trade and strike with Adesanya mm. against the cage, maybe weigh on him. Um, I think, I think the, that's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, I think the easy uh, or the obvious response would be when you see Adesanya up against the cage, that's when you go for the takedown. But Adesanya's shown that so many times that if he's up against the cage, he is staying on his feet. He's got excellent takedown defense there. And what you want to do is you want to start, if you can, for Whitaker, you want to draw him onto you. Draw him onto you. And then change levels and angle and go for the takedown in open space. Because if you can get on top of him in open space, that's where you're most likely to have success on the ground. Up against the cage, Addison's got something to work with there to help him. To, you know, basically hold himself up so he can get his arms He's got the he's got the, the reach advantage over him. If you can get those underhooks there up against the cage he's more likely to have defensive success also when it comes to the striking as well and i know this sounds really obvious but a lot of what a lot of people don't realize is that you got someone up against the cage start head hunting you start looking for that head the head can move can stay get out of the way the body is there throw to the body rob throw some shots to the body throw a jab to the body if you want like you don't have to constantly look for that head so I think that would be also be a smart thing to do as well, just for cardio as well. If you're into the body, you're likely, more likely to impact his cardio. But again, easier said than done. We know what Adesanya does so well, but the fa- how he masks everything, how his game is built up on feints and counters, it's just masterful, like the layers and layers and layers that he adds to it that is so difficult to break down. Can Whittaker break it down? Of course he can. Will he do it? That's another question entirely. Because when I think about Robert Whitaker, and this just goes, this takes all the technical things and put it to one side, I think about a man who is willing to go through absolute hell. When I think about those two Yoel Romero fights, which... Mamma mia. <laughs> Mamma mia, indeed. He is just willing to go to places that some fighters just can't... And I wonder if he's going to have to go to that place again. I mean, do you see... Go on, Tom. Well, I mean, most certainly
0: he is going to have to do that. Most certainly. There is no beating Adesanya without going to those places. He's going to get hit. He's going to take punishment. He's going to be hurting. Uh, But as you say, this is a man with tremendous heart, tremendous resolve, Really, the he's an absolute warrior, Robert Wicker. I love the guy. I, I'll be honest, I love the guy. He's, love watching him fight. Yeah, he's one of my favorite. He's fighters. so. I mean, he's. what's so great about him? He's, he's so ordinary. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's not exceptionally gifted. He doesn't uh, uh, athletically. He doesn't have more power. He doesn't have better range. Mm. Uh, he does, he's not more flexible. He doesn't have better cardio. Uh, He's just—he's so good at everything, um, and it's the result of real hard work and high fight IQ. But Joe, it's inescapable, isn't it? It is. I'm gonna pick Adesanya to win this fight. <laughs> yeah. How have you got it? Well, this is this is the difference for me. Um, as you as you touched on there, uh, Witekah he. Had the red rag come down. He said himself he wanted to take Adesanya's head off uh, in the first fight. He has had a lot of success in his career, blitzing in and catching guys unaware mm. and hoped that he might be able to neutralize Adesanya in that way. Uh, just a couple of stats from the first fight for the for the listeners. Um, Whittaker went to the head in that first fight. Um 97 times. How many times he did he land? To, he, and, and landed at a rate of 20. Yeah. One in five. Um, now combined, attacks to the head and legs, 19 attempts, but he was able to but land bo-
1: 12. Body and leg. He, yeah, body and leg. Sorry about that. Yeah. So he landed 12 of um, 19 to the body and legs. That just That just spells yes. out the potential path to victory for him, doesn't it, in this fight? It shows what it shows,
0: Joe, is that he can he can take this the distance for me. Yeah. Uh, um. If he if, if he's able to stay disciplined, I don't think he will get caught in the same way. Um, and yeah,
1: that has led me to go for a
0: decision victory for Young
1: Robert Whitaker. Oh, Adesanya or Whitaker. You just said Whittaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. A decision over. Robert okay, that's, that's basically my same thinking. I think that Whitaker will be able to implement change. I honestly would not be surprised if he wins this fight. Whitaker can win this fight. I absolutely 100% believe that. I just don't think he will. <laughs> and I've gone with Adesanya by decision. I mean, Adesanya just continues to amaze me, I think, as a fighter. You know, that Vittori win was so comprehensive. Like, that was a real, I'm at the top of this mountain and you have to try and take me out. And I think, also, by the way, where do you stand on this at the moment where people are trying to rewrite history a little bit here? Saying like, oh, maybe he's as good as Anderson Silver. Maybe his legacy is as great as Anderson Silver's now. Where do you think he is in that sort of ranking? Well, Israel
0: himself dismisses those questions. He's not e- eager to uh, to engage on that debate. He wants to have the debate on his own terms. He's got his own metrics. Yeah. Um, they are different eras, Joe. Yeah, yeah. They are different eras. It's it's hard to ignore that fact now. Um, Anderson Silva will certainly take some eclipsing. I, w- I will say that.
1: I yeah. I don't. I don't think he's close i don't 10 title defenses like uh, it doesn't matter what era that was i know that Anderson had more fights before he got to a title fight and that's kind of part of the reason why you know if adesanya was fighting for the title in his second fight and he won it in the way that silver did then yeah maybe he would be able to get to that sort of uh number of defenses by now but he didn't and i yeah i just think it's a bit insulting to anderson silver to be honest you know, I think a lot of people, it's a young sport still, but you still need to acknowledge your history a little bit here. And Anderson Silva is a potential greatest of all time. It, like even factoring in the losses and the downswing of his career where it got a bit messy for him. And I, I still would consider him a potential top five all time. Um, and Adesanya just isn't on that level yet. And, I, and also well, it's unfair to Adesanya as well. It's unfair to point yeah. me in that conversation. I'm I'm with you 100%. Joe. I just don't think this is a
0: necessary discussion at this point. Uh, the question I have for you yeah. is: Who do you want to win this fight? <sighs>
1: oh, that hurts. That hurts a lot. Um, the ego in me says Adesanya because I just want to be proven right. <laughs> you know, in the same way that I, the ego in me, wants me to be right about Rakmanov. You know, but, God, I just I just love Robert Whittaker, man. I think he's such a great guy, and I just I like a guy who's willing to go out there and fight his way back, not demanding a title shot, not demanding this. All right, gotta beat Darren Till. Beats Darren Till. Beats Darren Till on his terms, by the way. Beats Cannoneer Kanania on Canoneer's terms. Beats Gastelum in a that Gastelum performance, by the way, I think is so underrated. Just complete an utter domination of Kelvin Gastelum in all elements of uh, of that fight. It was incredible. Yeah, I think I would want Whittaker to win because I'm slightly more of a fan, but yeah. That's that's where my heart slightly leans, but I wouldn't be angry at Adesanya winning. What about yourself,
0: Joe? Bobby Knuckles till I die. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'd like to hear. It's for the good of the sport, Joe. Let me tell you that. For the good of the sport, I want this to go on. I want another one. Um, okay. I, 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 they're, they're both young guys. Yeah.
1: Um, Wirtik younger. Maybe... younger than Adesanya as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, both have taken some mileage, you know. To, even at their relatively young ages, they've they've been they've been around. Mm um but i don't think this needs to be over i'm happy for this to stay like I, i'm still happy with holloway and volkanovsky mm. uh, less happy about moreno and figueredo this is one that i could see more of absolutely so
1: absolutely bring it on right well there are our predictions then let's run through them just uh, quickly and then we'll just very briefly touch on the prelims if there's anything that stands out to you there first off bobby green uh hack parast both gone for bobby green by decision uh, i still got Kylo Phillips here. Um, Anthony Hernandez versus uh, Renato Moicano. I went for Hernandez by decision. You went for... Moicano by decision. Kanania Brunson, what did we decide on? That was a the decision win for Derek Brunson. Luis versus Tuivasa. Lewis by KO. And in the main event, with a heavy heart, we both chose Israel Adesanya by decision prelims very quickly just a couple things to point out here uh there was a light heavyweight fight or there was supposed to be william knight versus maxim grishin did you see this i, I don't know who those people are william it. knight missed weight and it's now a heavyweight fight he missed weight by 12 pounds and has and had to give up 40 percent of his pay oh
0: double punishment Oof, don't there. don't do that kids no
1: don't do that indeed is there anything on the undercard that you're interested in well, a little reference there to Kyler Phillips, uh, yeah, crushing his can. Yeah, I'll be into that. And also this guy called Blood Diamond, who is Izzy's mate. Um, don't really know much about him, but 3-0, oh, uh, I'll be interested That's to see. That's all you need to know, Joe. Blood Diamond, Izzy's mate, bring it on. <laughs> more, more of that. More of that. More of that, indeed. Right, well, thank you, Tom. UFC 271, we will be watching this. We'll be back on Monday, I believe to break down what we saw and i cannot wait i cannot wait for this main event it is going to be spectacular
0: yeah uh please rob just you know (laughs) don't embarrass yourself please stay stay calm yeah breathing exercises uh don't think too much about australia at the same time yes let's at least give us you know
1: give us something to cling on to yes indeed right Tom, I will speak to you on Monday. And listeners, thank you for joining us. UFC 271 will be taking place tonight. And we'll be back on Monday to talk about it. Go on, Tom.
0: Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank
1: you indeed. And uh, Tom, always a pleasure. Never at sure. I'll uh, speak to you in a bit.